Very special guest, Serene Sang. Serene is a keynote speaker, a coach focusing on clarity in the age of disruption. Good morning, Serene. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. Good. I'm really happy to be here today. It's great to get you up early on a Sunday morning. Thanks for coming in so early. I know that um, you've got a lot on your mind today. But first, before we talk about one of uh, a really interesting program that you did last week, tell us a little bit about, about what you do in Singapore. You're a keynote speaker, a coach. You do a lot of things. You focus on something called VUCA, V-U-C-A. Give us, give us a little bit of background on, on what you do. I'm not sure how many have heard of VUCA, but VUCA stands for Volatile, Uncertain, Complex, and Ambiguous, mm. uh, which is more and more describing the world that we are in. And what I see in working with organisations is that people are getting to be so afraid of the changes that are coming. Mm. Um, They think they talk about the fourth industrial revolution and then they wonder what does that mean for them? What does that mean for their companies or even society? You know, and there's so much anxiety around it. And so that's something that I'm seeing more and more of uh, when my speaking, in my work with my organisation. And so I think it's important that we simplify it and see into the heart of matters. Is that a generational concern? Because, you know, generation X, Y and Z are, have grown up in this age, right, of disruption. It seems like more like the baby boomers, the older people that are, in my view, in my opinion, are the ones that are maybe threatened and or not understanding what's happening going forward. So when you coach people, when you talk to people, do you find that one or another audience is more concerned about this, as you say, the fourth industrial revolution and, and VUCA? So I do a lot of uh, middle or top management coaching. And as a result of that, uh, a lot of these views do come from those on top where they know that uh, changes is coming, but they don't know what it means for their organisation. However, I do lecture. So I lecture and the students that I see, a lot of them are in high anxiety. We have a test that we do for the students and uh, something like a third has uh, severe anxiety. And when you talk to them, a lot of it is uncertainty about uh, their future because Mm. they know, I mean, I'm getting a diploma, a degree, but what does that mean when I graduate? 70% of jobs I heard will be taken over by AI. What does that mean for me? So these are things um, that they do worry about. I would say that because the Gen Z has sort of reach uh, the workplace so we don't see the anxiety being reflected the millennials are because they are already in the workplace and I think they are a little bit more digital so there's a little bit less a little bit more flex in that area but the Gen Z I do see it the ones that are Gen X like myself um, I think it's better because we we do have some background we did grow up with the computers Mm. so I think we are a little bit more flex and then the ones above us, the baby boomers, a lot of it is strategic, you know, which is, yes, I know it's coming. I may not be able to fully understand the tech, but I need to understand the implications for my people. It's interesting because a, a few years, I'm and I'm a baby boomer. I'm right at the <laughs> tail end of the baby boom, I have right. to confess. Uh, but let's say three, four, five years ago, I think the baby boomers were much more unsure of what this was that we were coming into now. But at the same time, in recent years, they have caught on very quickly. And many folks who are, let's say, in their 40s, 50s, even 60s, have now really embraced the digital revolution and have, because of the skills they learned earlier in their careers of how to assimilate information, how to learn, they have really taken this on very quickly and have assimilated it and and maybe perhaps are not quite as worried about the future, maybe as some of the other generations that you mentioned. Does that seem like a fair comment? I think in terms of the tech, yes, certainly. So a lot of them have caught up to the tech. I know many who have, for example, Twitter accounts, LinkedIn accounts, they've really caught up to the tech. 
But where the gap is, really with leaders, is the implication of the tech. Mm. So we know this is the tech, we can even learn how to use it, but what does that really mean for us? You know, this AI, and I can understand what is AI. I can understand, for example, machine learning, deep learning. Right. But where is the implication of that on my industry, on my company, on my organisation? So these are the, the thoughts that they are sort of struggling with. Mm. And to them, it's that there is so many implications. Perhaps, um, like yourself, they've gone through a lot of world changes. Mm-hmm. So they know that the world can change overnight. Right. Yes. Right. And, and, and you can still survive it. Yes, correct. You can still survive it. But right. then for a lot of them, the thought is then, what does this mean? And even to the extent of what does this mean for society? Because I've met some <laughs> who have retired and now they are looking at giving back to society and what does that mean? In the studio this morning with us, Serene Sang, who is a keynote speaker, a coach, and giving people clarity in the age of disruption in her coaching work. Serene, uh, recently you did a program. You're the host of a program called Asia Absent, How to Become an Asian Global Thought Leader. Tell us about that program. First of all, why is that important? What, what does it mean? Why is it important? How did, how did you start getting involved in it? It's one of a whole series of panels. Um, so that's for this month. And the reason I started this series of panels, which I call the Serene View, is because I hope to bring calm in a world of disruption. Um, Great idea, huh? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Some clarity that will give you calm when the world is changing very rapidly. And how I hope to do that is to pick very sort of you know complex, uh, controversial topics and then get three specialists, three experts from different viewpoints um, to come and essentially debate with each other, to really get deep in with each other Mm. so that we can see all aspects of the issue and then the audience can then decide what they want to do with the information that they have. So it's just an hour online, but really I find that the information that you get, because these are experts with decades of experience, the information that we get, it's something that you won't be able to get just by reading yourself. Who are these programs targeted to? Um, Well, they're targeted to the working professionals. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is... Singaporeans, non-Singaporeans, No, I mean, it can be Singaporeans or non-Singaporeans. Mm-hmm. Um, this month's one was a little bit more targeted, so it's more for Asians. Right. Um, but last month one was about making an impact online, so that could be anybody. This month we are looking at Asians, and the reason is because I noticed that we have tons of TEDx Asian speakers, but in the top 25 TED talk, only one is Asian. Mm, interesting. 60% of the world is in Asia. Yeah. We have two of the three biggest economies. And everybody says Asia is the area that is booming. But it seems like when it comes to thought leadership, we are not there. If I can push back just a little bit sure. on that, because over the past 12 years in, in my work as an executive coach, I have, I've worked with a lot of extremely intelligent and well-spoken Asian executives, right? And we've definitely seen the shift from having the 50 or 60-year-old white North American or European male run the office in Singapore or regionally to now local people taking over, local executives taking over as they should. In this time, I've, we've seen a number of, of really, really great executives come up um, through the ranks and are now and have been for several years thought leaders. So I get your point that maybe they, they don't have the TED Talk status, but there are a lot of really, really high-functioning executives of many Asian backgrounds. I think that essentially is the crux of the issue, which is we do see that there's a lot of thought leaders here. So my question was, why is it that they're not getting um, getting up onto the global stage, you know, getting their thought leadership to be up there, mm. you know, with the rest of the world? Yeah. And so that's why I invited three thought leaders who have a global presence of at least uh, 10 countries and above to come and talk about how they have done it um, so that we can help more of these thought leaders with good ideas and good content to really get up onto the world stage. With Serene Sang here in the studio on Money FM 89.3, keynote speaker, coach, talking about clarity in the age of disruption. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.
or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.